Mark Levin's coming up in just a second, but um, I want to talk to you about a great Christmas present that will actually arrive on time this year. American Giant is helping you with that. Today, December 13th, you can get free two-day shipping with any purchase over $100 with offer code Happy Holidays. So give the gift of American-made quality. The American Giant hoodie has been called the best hoodie you'll ever own because it is. It really is. It's, you know, my daughter was wearing one of my uh, sweatshirts um, and, uh, you know, they pass on from generation to generation. It's the sweatshirt your dad had. If you're my age, your dad had a great American that isn't made like that even anymore, except by American Giant. This Christmas, buy American at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. They have clothing and stuff for everybody. You'll love it. All American. Use offer code Happy Holidays and get a free two-day shipping today on purchases over $100. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Remember, the the promo code is Happy Holidays. Free two-day shipping for anything over 100 bucks. Do it now and uh, have a great Christmas. Happy Holidays from American Giant. America. Oh, people, we've got a special guest. Have we Have we dusted? Have we vacuumed? It's like my mother has not been here to make things nice. We have to put the guest towels out because Mr. Mark Levin joins us in 60 seconds. There is no question that the internet has been amazing for connecting us with, e- with, with each other, whole world over. But its strength is also its weakness. A lot of cyber criminals out there are great at manipulating online connections and relationships to their advantage. Uh, I will tell you, I I just got a charge from Bed Bath & Beyond. uh, It said, thank you, Glenn, for your online purchase. And I'm like, I didn't even know Bed Bath & Beyond was still in business. So (laughs) that wasn't me. Uh, You need to have somebody watching over your shoulder in case you are a victim of identity theft, it it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Run! Protect yourself now with LifeLock. Nobody can stop everything, but they're the best in the business. LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25%. Stand up. Mr. Mark Levin, how are you, my friend? Mr. Glenn Beck, let me look. I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good. Uh, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm 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 a little concerned about you know uh, 2024. I uh, can't come up with a scenario where it ends well, but maybe you can. It's such a mess. I mean, you got people talking third party. I think if if Nikki Haley, who I really oppose. I mean, I call her George Bush in a dress, and she pretty much is. And with her foreign policy, suspects. it is she is. With her foreign policy, absolutely. Well, look at her is. domestic policy. As soon as she wanted to invite the Palestinians in Gaza into our country, what she lost her mind. Yeah, that's uh, she. Uh, she gave land to communist China. 
in South Carolina, and now she pretends she's a hardliner. She's never been a leader on any of the issues that matter to us, whether it's abortion, whether it's uh, the border, uh, whether it's tax cuts. And I looked at these allegations by DeSantis, and he's right. Go on, Google them. Look at them. She refused to sign a bill that said men use men's rooms and ladies use ladies' rooms. Now, when he came to the woke war, she sided with Disney. I'm going, what's going on here? This woman is not going to be able to fight the Marxist revolution that is surrounding us and swirling around us today, which is why Karl Rove and Romney and this guy Fink at Blackstone or BlackRock, Black whatever Rock. the hell they call themselves, all these people, including liberal Democrat billionaires who are going to vote for Biden, are backing her. So yeah. that, so she goes third party, you know, the rhinos are the fifth column. They're the fifth column in our party, and frankly, they're the fifth column in this country, along with the media. The Democrats, once they get their fighting out of the way, they'll back Biden. They would back a kumquat for president. No, I know they would. Means that they have, but our guys, they'll splinter. The base is always supposed to march behind whatever the Republican establishment does. But this goes to your point, doesn't it? Which is, it's concerning. Uh, uh, The way you feel about Nikki Haley, would you fall in line behind her? I don't have to. She's going to fall before I have to fall. No, I know. But if she were the candidate. I've had enough. Okay. All right. Me too. Me too. However, if if it's Biden or... I think Michelle Obama, I'd vote for a kumquat. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be Michelle Obama. Ooh, By the way, I you haven't do. heard a word from her, have you? No, we haven't. But I just, I, it's the only scenario that works out. I mean, it, let's mean pretend. Convention? Yeah, that the, the, uh, the uh, uh, you know, the superdelegates, they just forget the vote. They just say, you know what, he's too ill or whatever. He's too frail. You know, the Democrats want another choice. Let's just, we nominate Michelle Obama. Believe it or not, if that happens, I think they're going to swing to Hillary. But it doesn't matter what we think. Yeah, I know. The problem is what's happening right now is this grotesque effort to try and put Donald Trump in prison. So you read, you read this gut, this, this a-hole who filed this with the Supreme Court. He's always wanting to cut the corners. He doesn't get attorney-client privilege, so ruled an Obama judge. All these privileges, presidential privilege, executive privilege, attorney-client privilege, all deny Donald Trump. He doesn't want to go through the normal appellate process because he can't get his trial going before the election. You know, it takes years to have a full-blown criminal trial, particularly when you're raising, you're creating constitutional issues of first impression. So he brings us to this point. Now he's demanding that the Supreme Court hear his his motion against Trump as soon as possible. And these dimwits, they say, "Okay, we'll consider your argument. Trump's lawyers, you have one week to respond. What? You had a case in Pennsylvania during the course of this election, not about ballots, not about voting machines, a pure constitutional question, a legitimate question about who gets to decide and write election laws in the state. The governor, the board of elections, or the legislature, like the Constitution says in black and white. They wouldn't even take up that case. You have other cases that people are waiting for in front of the Supreme Court, not to get too much in the weeds, 
These Enron case, they used the obstruction in the Enron case against these January Sixers, which doesn't apply. It doesn't even meet the elements. So they're on appeal all the way to the Supreme Court, and the same day the court says, okay, we want to hear these arguments on the motion from uh, Jack the Ripper Smith there. (laughs) The court says, we're going to punt on this for now. Well, maybe we'll consider it later in the year or next year. You've got people sitting in jail. So this is really amazing. You have a case, this Judge Trunkin, I had a great lawyer on my program, Schoen is his name, David Schoen, and he said, Mark, I've been sitting three years waiting for a decision from this judge who wants to have a trial on Trump in a five-month period. It's all a setup. And so this guy, Jack Smith, the courts are bending over backwards to accommodate this guy. He wins every single motion. Trump loses every single motion in front of this radical Obama judge. The appellate court, which is overwhelmingly Democrat, because when Carrie Reid was the Senate leader and Obama was president, they added seats to the D.C. Circuit and filled it with Democrats. This recent panel had two Obama appointees and one Biden appointee. The judge that, that Trump's dealing with now is an Obama appointee. The judge Trump was dealing with before that was another Obama appointee. And now we go to the Supreme Court, and I'll tell you, Glenn, John Roberts is a huge problem. John Roberts is like this guy, Michael Ludick. They hate Trump. Mm-hmm. The Republicans, but, you know, they're proper Republicans. They don't like the tweeting. You know, they don't like the language. Oh, my goodness, all this stuff's going on here. It's just so unseemly. It's so improper. You know, they're just used to losing the country very properly, you know. Yeah. Uh, But what's happening here, in my view, is we have a Potemkin criminal justice system. We have judges that wear black robes, go into these these mahogany-paneled courtrooms. You've got a prosecutor standing over there. He gets his desk. The defense gets their desk. Eventually, you have a trial. The jury sits over there. It all looks so proper. It all looks so constitutional. And it's all bullcrap because all these movements and actions before this trial the motions filings, the decisions on the motion filings and everything, they will determine the outcome of this election. And just finally, I know I'm rambling a bit, but I tend to do that. One of the things that troubles me a lot here is this. This guy charges Trump with a Klan Act violation, with two Enron violations, and a federal contractor violation. These four statutes. So it was bogus. It is bogus. But his arguments, which have been allowed by this judge, his paper filings are all about insurrection and seditious conspiracy. In other words, and this is a grotesque violation of, of, uh, of uh, prosecutorial ethics, grotesque. He is making the case without having proved the elements of the crimes that he's basically arguing for that Donald Trump knew or had to know that what he was saying, what he was doing, what he was texting, what he was reading, prove that he wanted a violent event to occur that day. So why didn't you charge him with that? He's not charged with violence about anything. He's charged with the Klan Act and obstruction and all the rest of these things. And the judge rules, oh, that's okay. What's okay? So he's charged with four phony charges, but this guy's arguing something completely different and other serious 
litigators or former federal prosecutors or whatever are saying, this is not the way this is supposed to be done. And it's all happening. The Supreme Court should not take this case up. It shut. There's no emergency reason why this case has. And by the way, if you read this motion, this clown keeps talking about the public interest, that people have a right to know. What does he know about the public interest? He sits, hold up. He's in a room with, with, with 10 other reprobates. They're making all these decisions on their own, and then they speak for the public. Well, they sure as hell don't speak for 80 million people. And so the judiciary, I would argue, is doing severe damage to this country, allowing incredible interference in this election process. Well, And when it's all said and done, they'll never recover. I will tell you that John Roberts is the kind of guy who thinks we should rule on this and let this go forward. Otherwise, we'll be blamed for it. Right. And they'll say, oh, it's the judicial activism of the Supreme Court. So we're protecting the Supreme Court by letting this small injustice, as they would think, just let this pass. Let them do it and they hash it out. And then our hands are clean. It's a it's an act of Pontius Pilate, quite honestly. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I call him Hollywood John. He's very worried about what's said yes. about him and thought about him. His wife. And Thomas Friedman over there, the New York Times, they're best friends. They get caught up in these social circles, which always go the way of the left. And I don't trust this guy. I don't even trust Kavanaugh. And Barrett is a complete disappointment because she's right under Roberts's wing. You really have three tremendous constitutionalists. Then you've got a couple of rhinos. And then you've got the hardcore left Democrats. I'm worried about this. So... Alan Dershowitz has said, just based on the speed of this trial, he's like, there's mm-hmm. no there's no way Donald Trump could even prepare for a, a defense. And he said, we are at a banana republic if that isn't stopped. He's like, there's there's no way that there should that this trial should go forward next year only because of the amount of and volume of documents that have to be processed. Uh, he said it's it's criminal if they speed this trial up or they let it go at this rate. Do you agree with that? I mean, you denied him a time privilege. You did it in a secret proceeding. That's a violation of the Fifth Amendment under the phony claim of a crime fraud exception. So his lead lawyer in the January 6th case had to testify in front of the grand jury and he had to provide his notes that he had taken with Donald Trump. And we've never seen anything like this. We don't know what they're talking about. It's all done in secret. That happens. I'm told other things happened in front of that grand jury that were absolutely unacceptable by some of the lawyers working on this case. So what he's talking about, there's what's there is a violation of due process, Fifth mm-hmm. Amendment, and the Sixth Amendment, which is the right to effective counsel. You can't have effective counsel. When they're drowning in documents and witnesses he and said, everything else, and the judge, uh, for no reason, he said no that there is there there is no way that he he said if that uh, lawyer stands in front of that judge and he says no, you have to proceed, and they aren't ready because they there's no way possible. He said he should uh, quit immediately and say I, i'm sorry i'm not going to abide and if that means you're going to hold me in contempt hold me in contempt but this is a travesty of justice well i guess that's right i mean every lawyer has to make their own decision on how to proceed um 
So I don't know if I do that or not. I really hadn't thought about it. That said, he's right on the substance of the issue, 100 percent right. Now, the problem with all this is this lower court judge and this prosecutor all know that they're setting Donald Trump up for a conviction. So when he runs for office as president in the general election, the media and everyone else will keep calling him a convicted felon, a convicted felon. So the people who are kind of on the edge, kind of leaning toward Trump because they can't stand Biden, we know who these people are. We live with people like this, right, in our communities, in our neighborhoods. We meet them. He might lose them. And that's the goal. Right. And you can see the hundreds of millions of dollars in campaign funding that's going to be spent by the Democrats in the Biden campaign, or in your case, the Michelle Obama campaign, I guess, <laughs> talking about how Trump is a convicted felon and then he'll want to pardon himself. So we won't be talking about inflation and the border. Right. So... So can we game this? I don't know how much time you have allotted in your schedule. I know you're so busy. Um, Are you the whole week? Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. I want to war game this out with you just a little bit because I honestly, I have no idea about it's, it's my understanding the constitution will allow him to run and to be president uh, and run a campaign from jail. uh, But I, I don't, I don't know. So can you go through us, uh, go through this? What happens if the court comes back and the jury comes back and says he's guilty and he's a convicted felon, what happens then? We'll get into that in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's MyPillow. If you've slept on a MyPillow, you know they're great. Uh, now they've got the My Towels out. And, yeah, we have in the bathroom in case Mr. Levin, a guest in our home today, needs to use the restroom. He's got the special towels. You know, he's got the... He has the towels for our guests, our visitors, you know, Um, mom, we never use those towels because we don't ever have guests. They're guest towels. Okay, well, they're out for Mark Levin today and you get 50 percent savings, whether you get the regular one for, I guess, the poor schlubs in the family, which are great towels or the designer premium line, a.k.a. guest towels for just twenty dollars more. But no matter what, 50 percent savings. You can also get free shipping, no minimum spend required, but today is the last day to find this offer. Free shipping, no minimum uh, spend required. If you haven't gotten your husband or somebody you love the My Slippers, you are missing out. You are missing. I hope I already have like three pair. I'm ordering because someday they're going to stop making them, and I want these slippers for the rest of my life. They're fantastic. 50% in savings right now on the six-piece towel set and other savings. You can find them all at MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com to get the savings. Enter the promo code BECK, or you can call them right now at 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. 10 seconds, station ID. So all of the best legal minds that I know all say that no matter what the evidence in Washington, D.C., he's going to be convicted. Uh, do you believe that? I fear that. Yeah. Okay. What? I mean, Go ahead. And I'll tell you why. I mean, um, if you're not really able to present your case, if you're not really able to present to study the evidence, Right. And in addition to that, to bring forward counter evidence, exculpatory information, because you can't get your head around it because of the time frame. If you're in a city that goes 94 percent for Biden and the jury's picked by that out of that population, if you have an Obama judge that is ruling in every 
every single instance for the government. Uh, when you have a prosecutor who is utterly and completely unethical, who is using uh, tactics uh, that in most courtrooms would be rejected, you're setting up a scenario where nobody, mm-hmm. nobody could survive uh, because you're targeting this defendant. The charges are preposterous. And by the time you can actually get to an appellate court, it's over. And so that makes what Jack Smith is doing is so horrific because he's trying to jump the appellate court on a constitutional issue to get to the Supreme Court. And the court is at least entertaining the idea, whereas the defendant, Donald Trump, can't get his constitutional issues up there that fast because the Supreme Court has decided over and over and over again, no, you go through the trial, you go through the appellate court, you need to fine-tune the constitutional issues, then we might take a look at it. So uh, the whole system, and really, as you well know, and your listeners well know, you can have the best constitution on the face of the earth, the best judicial Mm -hmm. system on paper, but if you don't have people of virtue, particularly judges, uh, None of it works. It doesn't matter what's on paper. There is no due process. There is no right to counsel. And effectively, that's what's going on here. So the likelihood is very high. Now, here's the problem. If the court does take up this case, this argument, and rules against Jack Smith, that is that Donald Trump does have immunity from actions he took while president after he leaves the presidency then the government really doesn't have a case. They're in huge trouble. And this case will go on long. There's no way, that, no way that John Roberts allows that to happen. No way. That's my fear. Yeah, but I is. want your audience to understand why this is important. It's important because if you don't retain that protection when you leave the presidency, any opposing administration at the Department of Justice will wait for a president to do whatever he does, and then when he leaves, indict that president. You will destroy the office of the presidency. That's the problem. So when this judge says he thinks he's a king, he can have immunity even when he leaves the president. That's not what he thinks. He's saying, look, all these bogus allegations you're making against me occurred when I was president. As president, you certainly couldn't indict me for these. Right. So you can't indict me now. Oh, no, no, no. That protection doesn't go beyond the time that you're in the office of the presidency. That doesn't hold water. Back with more with Mark Levin in just a couple of minutes. Stand by. I want to get to play these scenarios out. He's convicted. Then what? The Glenn Beck Program. Patriot Mobile's about to become your new best friend, not only America's only Christian conservative mobile phone company, um, and not only do they offer amazing service at a great price, They also don't take a portion of your bill and send it to causes you disagree with, like, hey, more abortions for everybody. Uh, Compare that with Verizon. Patriot Mobile's mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedom and glorify God always. That's their mission statement as a company. So the first thing they do is they build a great service. They save you money and then glorify God and defend our God-given constitutional rights on the side. They take their profits and they take a portion of that and they are in our local communities. They are busting their butts 
any way they can to protect our constitutional rights. So they're on your side. Why not get on their side? You're going to get the same great coverage at a better price. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use the promo code FRIDAY76. 972-PATRIOT. Glenn TV, Stu Does America, and Mark Levin, all part of your Blaze TV subscription. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn Plus. We have a couple of very powerful arrows in our quiver uh, today. One of them, Mark Levin. We're going to continue our conversation in just a minute. And the other is Marlo Oaks. Um, Marlowe is the state treasurer of Utah. On September 27th, most people don't know this, the New York Stock Exchange submitted a substantial and financially material proposed change to its rules. And the proposal would allow the formation of a new type of company, the Natural Asset Company, or NACs. And they can purchase the rights to control public and private lands, such as our national parks, your local parks, forests, farms. And the NAC um, could put a lock on its economic use. It could acquire these and then preserve the lands uh, and say nothing can ever happen on here. No humans, uh, nothing taken out of the ground. it's going to put farm when there's this amount of cash in and stock exchange, it's going to put our farms out permanently. You will own nothing and you will like it. That's coming up in just about a half an hour. We're talking to Mark Levin and, and I want him to pick up the scenario uh, of if Donald Trump goes to jail, then what? But I, I have to ask it, Mark, during the break, I was thinking to myself, wait a minute. Nixon was pardoned because of the crimes that were committed uh, while he was in the Oval Office, and that was important. And, and this whole case is, can he be prosecuted, can a president be prosecuted for something that he did while in office? Uh, I mean, if Biden was taking money from China currently or you know, making, making money by laundering it uh, somehow or another through you know, friends in, uh, in Ukraine, when he left office, I would say prosecute him as well. Why is this different with Donald Trump? The personality doesn't matter. Right. Whether it's Biden, whether it's Trump, whether it's Ernie Grabowski, is of no consequence. The issue here is this. Answer your first question. If, a pre- if an individual is convicted and is in jail, can they run for president? The answer is yes. The only requirement you have under the Constitution is an age and citizenship requirement. That is it. Nothing more, nothing less. And as a footnote, that's why you can't pass term limits for members of Congress by statute. The requirement for serving in Congress is in the Constitution. You can't amend the Constitution by statute. That's Mm -hmm. why they amended the Constitution to limit a president to 10 years. No more than two terms, 10, 10 years total. That's why the Constitution had to be amended for that purpose. Now, as for indicting somebody... Obviously, you can indict them before they become president. When they become president, they can serve as president. There's nothing in the Constitution that prevents it. And you can't change the Constitution simply by a magic wand or Congress deciding they don't like something or something like that. That's number one. But it's very, very unlikely. That's what the Democrats know. 
In fact, there was a man who ran for president mm-hmm. from prison under Woodrow Wilson. He was a socialist. He was thrown in prison under the Espionage Act. Right. Because he spoke out against um, War. World War I. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and he received like 2 3% of the vote. But yeah. Wilson wanted yeah. to tuck him away and keep him off the stage. And that's what they're trying to do to Trump. That's number one. Now, as for when, if and when Trump becomes president, yes, he can pardon himself. There's nothing in the Constitution that prevents it. Nothing. Now, here's where I disagree with Turley and the others who are just dead wrong on this subject. They argue, however, you can't par- he can't pardon himself over state convictions. Well, of course he can. The issue on whether you can indict a sitting president, the Constitution doesn't tell us yes or no. And so the question is an open one. The Justice Department is decided under two separate attorneys general, two separate political parties, one Democrat, Republican, and they wrote two memos, one under Nixon, one under Clinton. And they both agreed, and they all agreed, the Office of Legal Counsel, that you can't indict a sitting president for one simple reason. You will decapitate one-third of the government, the executive branch. How is a president supposed to function to meet foreign leaders, to, do, to give a State of the Union? Is he going to do it behind prison walls? And so they said, because the president is a, the, a solely unique figure within our system, that you can't indict a sitting president, which would mean that a prosecutor, just like we see in Washington, would have the power to decapitate the executive branch, would have the power to destroy the effectiveness of the executive branch, all unelected, a prosecutor, a jury, and a judge. And so they said no. So... You cannot indict a sitting president. That is at least the settled agreement here. So what about state charges? Turley and others, who I like a lot, and others say, well, now look, this is a federal matter. So he can't reach down into the states and say, I pardon myself. And I said, excuse me. It's the other way around. You can't have reverse federalism where a local state DA like Fannie Willis or whatever the hell her name is, can indict a sitting president and put them in jail in Atlanta, Georgia, and decapitate the federal government. No state has that power. So the idea that a president can pardon himself on a federal charge in order to protect the presidency, but he can't pardon himself on a state charge where a state reaches into the federal constitution, reaches into the federal construct, and indicts a sitting president and says, all right, now you leave the White House, you come down here, you're going to go in a Fulton County prison, and it's too bad because it's a federalism issue. That's not a federalism issue. It's a reverse federalism issue where a local prosecutor is attempting to decapitate the federal executive branch. So my argument is, and I'm right, but none of this has ever been tried, that a president can pardon themselves against any indictment, and even further, a president can pardon himself against any conviction. This is another reason they want to get that, that stamp on his forehead. Uh, you know, this is why they want him running around as a convicted felon. Does he, does, uh, if he's convicted, does he go to jail? Or it would actually be prison, wouldn't it? Um, it's a felony. So would he go to prison before well, the election? Well, I, well, there's a couple of things here. Number one, you would immediately move if you're counsel to stay any sentenced because right. you have multiple right. issues to appeal. And number two, 
you have a presidential election and you shouldn't be trying to deny influence even further than you have the ability of people to make a decision like that. I don't put anything past these people. Number three, you're correct. It would be a federal prison. Let me ask you a question. How would that work? You're going to have a whole wing of a federal prison with Secret Service personnel staged there? I mean, look at the insanity that they have created with these phony charges, the creative charges, the arguments that they're making. The Democrats, their judges, their prosecutors, their Department of Justice, the Biden regime has brought us to this place, this place of unimaginable stupidity, which is going to have an impact forevermore on this republic. It is. It simply is. And then they hear Chris Christie say, well, he's going to be convicted. So to give support for this kind of behavior sickens me. And then we have, oh, we can't impeach Joe Biden. We don't have enough information. You have nothing on Trump. The Espionage Act has never been used against a former president, a former vice president, a former cabinet secretary. They're using the Espionage Act against a former president, a SWAT team. They go, oh, does he have classified documents? Are you kidding me? I worked for an attorney general. It would never have reached that point. He would have picked up the phone, called Donald Trump, say, Donald, I'm sending guys down there to get it. Just get out of the way. We're taking the stuff. Okay? Okay. Case over. That's not what they did here. It's appalling what's And January 6th, so, basically they're attacking him for free speech. So, Mark, help me out on this because I feel exactly the same passion that you feel. Um, and you can hear it in your voice right now. What happens to half the country when they see... Donald Trump, God forbid, uh, convicted. They, they, I mean, there comes a time when you're just like, oh, okay, okay, I can't deal with this anymore because it's so far out of reality and constitution, uh, constitutional republic. Well, what happens is half the country will not accept the election of the Democrat, whomever it is. Half the country... Part of half the country anyway will be furious about what's taken place. We will no longer accept the results of elections, period. The Democrats started that as well, starting with 2000 and Bush, but Bush is too stupid to understand that they started with him. And the Republic will be forever damaged, forever damaged. That's what's going on here. And, um, they talk about a division in the country and so forth. They are creating the atmosphere for some kind of a civil war. I'm not even talking about a violent civil war, like the past civil war, where half the country does not accept the law, half the country does not accept our institutions, the judiciary, where half the country does not accept anything that's taking place in this country. And honestly, not to... Not to have myself in that. That's why I wrote this book, The Democrat Party Hates America. You read this book, and you're going to see, and you're going to understand in ways that you didn't before, that the Democrat Party is not a typical political party. It is an autocratic entity that wants to devour our system. It hates the Constitution, but he, they use it against what the Constitution seeks to protect. They hate individual liberty, yet that's what they wrap themselves in as they centralize the government. It is a party that when they thought it was in their interests, were anti-black racists, 
racists. Now they're anti-white racists, anti-Asian racists. They've always been anti-Semites from FDR forward and beyond. The party of eugenics, the party of abortion on demand, the party of open borders. They are destroying this country. The Democrat Party has never accepted Americanism, period. It's embraced Marxism. They call it progressivism. And so they're not going to sit by and allow a Donald Trump to win a second time. They feel that they didn't stop him the first time. They impeached him twice. They unleashed criminal investigations. And this time we got 91 damn charges at the local, state, federal level. He'll never escape this stuff. We've got Democrat prosecutors. We have Democrat judges. We have Democrat juries. He'll never escape this stuff. We've tried everything. Okay. And now we've got him. I got to take one more break. If you have time, could you stay with me for one more break? Because I, I just want to ask you. So yes, is it is it wise then, because it looks like he's going to win the nomination, uh, and is it wise and can somebody win enough I mean, what happens if they get to the convention and he's in prison and I mean, can or you just is that it? I mean, I, I mean, I just I don't see a good way of this working out. What what should be done or what could be done uh, now um, to make this a little better and help us with our decisions going forward? Uh, I'll get the answer from Mark here in just a second. First, Ministry of Preborn is doing what they're doing right now. Uh, they are helping champion the cause of life as much as anybody out there. I mean, they're really making a difference. And they're not only saving babies, but they are changing hearts and saving souls. I mean, the moms, there was a survey that was just out. It's over 65% of the moms that choose abortion later regret it and say they wouldn't have done it if they thought they had any support from anybody. But most of these people are feeling like they're absolutely alone. And most times, everybody in their family is saying, just get rid of the baby. They don't want to do it. We can't just say, you're killing babies. We have to say, moms, we see you. We understand what you're going through. We understand that you're alone. Most times, preborn sends supplies back home with mom, diapers, car seats, they counsel, they do all this, clothing, books, for up to two years after the baby is born. Now's the time to put a year-end write-off to work. Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back, sponsored by Preborn. Glenn Beck. The Democrats, and I've got two minutes here, the Democrats have superdelegates. They don't, it doesn't matter what the people say, they can change everything. Republicans, thank God, don't have that system. If, if Donald Trump is convicted, goes to prison, the party will look at it and go, I, there's no way to win here, you know, most likely. Uh, but they have no out. Does it matter that we have a, a number two, a strong number two like DeSantis or or Haley? Well, it does matter because, as you say, we really don't know how this is going to play out. We just don't know how this is going to play out. 
So the number two is very, very important. Haley knows that. She not only wants to be the, the anti-Trump, but she wants to be in second place in case everything falls apart. Uh, and I absolutely reject that. I think DeSantis should be in second place if, that's where, if this is where it's headed. Yes. Uh, because he's a conservative and she's not. So, so it's important for people if they, uh, you know, want one guy, but they're like, uh, Donald Trump's going to win. The point spread is so far that if you were like, but I, I want a number two, is it important to vote for your number two? Well, I have to let people make up their own minds on that sort of thing. It's important if you support Trump that, first of all, that he wins. Yes. If everybody is voting for number two, that's going to be a problem. Yes. But I do think we ought to speak out more uh, regularly and substantively about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is what the ruling class Republicans, what the Mitch McConnells and the Paul Ryans want. That's who they want. Yes. When when BlackRock started to support... That says everything you need to know. And the first question I asked uh, Nikki Haley was about ESG. She really didn't even know what it was. And I've said for the last two years, if the candidate doesn't know, they're out. For me, they're out. Um, And when BlackRock, she took the money from BlackRock. uh, I mean, there's no place to go with that. There's no place to go. Um, Mark, thank you so much. God bless you. Have a great holiday if I don't talk to you in between then. But have a great holiday. My brother. You bet. God bless you. You bet. Bye-bye. Back with more in just a minute. Something that the SEC is doing that could just change America overnight, and it's going to happen during the holidays. We'll tell you about it next. The Glenn Beck Program.